Welcome to the Flying P Podcast, Flyers Podcast by fans for fans. My name is Shane. My name is Joe. And welcome to the Sensual Edition. Oh, yeah, cue that music. Actually, this is the weasel edition. The what? No! You it's fucking the weasel. Edition. We're getting sexy up in here. I don't know. Voracek is going to hear this and he's going to call you. Oh my god. We'll, we'll get to it in a minute, but Voracek put somebody in a goddamn body bag. <laughs> I did a little research so we can... Well, yeah, fuck it. Let's just talk about it right now. Voracek uh, had an interview with Mike... Uh, Seleski? Is that how you pronounce his name? Uh, it wasn't with him. It was right. It was he was asked. After, it was a post game. Post game, yeah. Post game question. Yeah, and uh, uh, this is what happened. And I want to play that clip. Yeah, let's play that. This for Jake. Um, two games in, Jake. How different does the season feel, if at all, given the circumstances of the off season and the condensed schedule and everything? Doesn't matter what I say, Mike. You're gonna write fucking shit every time. No, so it doesn't matter what you say. Uh, yeah, it feels different. I mean, we got four points after the first two games. Uh, I, I wasn't even going to answer your question because you are such a weasel. It's not even funny. Next question. Okay, so TK's face that whole time. That's, that's the real takeaway from this. Is, <laughs> is everyone needs to go find this video, and you just need to see TK. There's two two moments where he's like, is he really saying this? Oh, he really said that. <laughs> he goes... Huh? What the? Like, it is Brady's like, I gotta stay professional, but, uh... <laughs> I just scored a hat trick tonight. This is this is not the kind of publicity <laughs> that I need. Doesn't matter, John. You're gonna record shit every time anyway. It's, well, it's true. So, I did a little research into this, and uh, what uh, Mike has come out and said, what he thinks the issue was, is back in 2019, he wrote an article about how... AV needed more out of the veteran group. Uh, talking about Voracek and JVR, which is a common narrative that AV had last season. And uh, he wrote an article that made it seem like they were laughing at AV, even though they were just laughing, the way the article came out. And that's what he thinks this is being stemmed from. But either way, it's great. If, yeah. if you don't know... Voracek's a savage, especially on Twitter. Like the man's just a monster. He wrecks everyone on Twitter, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's worth a follow. I don't really use Twitter, but it's it's worth a follow. So you did a little research, and I, I did a little bit more research also. And Ooh. I want to read you some of Mike Sielski's previous tweets. So this one's Ooh, from we got tweets. Yeah, this one's from June eighteenth, two thousand nineteen. If Drew and Voracek are still the team's best players in two years from now. This team's fran- this franchise is in utter disrepair. Now, while I kind of agree with that, because you know they're the oldest players and their youngsters should definitely be coming, coming up. Yeah, but they're already not. We He's also like that time. you know all the side trash and G and G and Jake. So and then another one from 2016, March 19th. The Flyers We're need to back. fire Dave Haxtall, trade Jake Voracek, and okay. bring back Jay Rosehill. Who? Uh, uh, and then another one from the same day. The Flyers are collapsing, and it's Jake Voracek's fault. 
<laughs> so... No, you know what? Okay, I'm wrong. Mike, Mike's just like I wrote this article, and I'm like, this could be the only possible reason that it's bad. And, yeah, so this oh, is an ongoing thing. thing. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> it's not that one time. <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. I'm glad. I'm glad that happened. Uh, fuck that guy. You know, I, I, I just decided we're Team Voracek here. Team Voracek. So Go Team Voracek. Fuck that guy. You I know, mean, we got your back, man. We, we shit on Flyers players sometimes, but we do it out of love as fans, you know? We're not we're yeah. not reporters. No, so. we're not beat reporters. We're not in the media. We're just sitting here making a podcast. Yeah, I'm opening a beer about right now. Opening a, open a beer. Cracking a cold one. With so. the boys. <laughs> oh, if only it was Saturday. So, I love all my Flyers players, even if I say that sometimes JVR seems like he's a little tired. But hey, He's off to a great start this year, and that's that's really all we can... That's true. JVR's been doing yeah. good. Yeah. We've had a lot, of, a lot of really good, solid starts this year. So, let's... let's uh, hey, guys, I don't know if you knew this, Flyers are 2-0. Flyers are 2-0 with super strong offensive showings. Mm-hmm. But I would say it's a tale of two games, though. <clears throat> yeah, it was uh, a little different. Yeah, we got we got some. We're two and zero, and let's go positive first. Like you said, amazingly strong offensive showings in both games. Flyers are actually uh, tied with. Uh, I think it's the Toronto Maple Leafs for most goals scored so far with are eleven. They? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Except the, <laughs> in the Maple got a, Leafs. Well, the Avs got an eight to zero game though. That's, yeah, but they didn't score the previous game. They had one goal, yeah, so they've only scored nine. Yeah, we've had we've had five and six, so we're we're doing great. Um, power play has uh, scored in two straight games. While it was much better in the first game, going two for three, in the second game against the Pens, they went one for six. But still, <laughs> getting that special team tally is super important. Yeah, especially since last uh, in the playoff run last season, they were struggling a lot more with their PK even, and their power play. Even in the regular season, our power, I, I, I Yeah, it felt, wasn't really... I Go felt ahead. more confident that we were going to score a shorthanded goal than we were to score a power play goal. Yeah, you, and I think, you, yeah. And, and that was mostly Hayes doing that, too. Uh-huh. It's just hey, Hayes, like, hey, I'm going to score some shorties, like, it's cool, don't mind me. Um... Carter Hart was amazing in, in the second game. Yeah, he had a mental mistake in the first game that that came on the power play, uh, but he stole hands down, stole the second game. And here's 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 where it gets a little. Uh, we'll go into a little bit of the night. We got some more positives first. So I don't know if we get into it. Uh, Carter Hart's looking sharp and strong early in the early goings. Um, well, my, I think my favorite story in these two games is. Both Patrick and Limblom are off to fantastic starts in their in their redemption uh, campaign, if you want to call it that. Uh, he's Limblom has two goals. He gets scored a header from Konechny in the first game. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, Patrick has a goal and an assist. A goal and an assist and a, a significant. Uh, he was leaned upon in Coots' absence in the second game heavily too. Right, so, right. What uh, happened to Coots though? Well, Coots left the game early after taking a hit from McCann. And uh, I'm just going to come out and say it. Uh, McCann 
If that's how you say your fucking name, you're a goddamn stooge. Okay. I hope you take that ten thousand dollar fucking fine and shove it up your goddamn asshole. Like that's just you're just a goddamn stooge. Stooge in, in, in a hockey uniform. Just a goddamn goon. It, it's ridiculous. And I think most of that anger comes from a different uh, event that transpired, though. Because that, that, yeah, no, that hit on Coots was clean. It was a clean hit. 100% clean. It's unfortunate. But Coots has a, a basically a rib separation. Yeah. So he'll two be weeks, out for about two weeks, yeah. And uh, it was noticeable. Uh, his absence, it was early. And honestly, the pens don't work the Flyers. I do think the Flyers had a much better third period. I feel like even though they were outshot, they weren't outworked as much. So, so yeah, it, it did seem like a lot of that defense was missing. Koos is really good at controlling uh, the middle of the rink, right? He's really good at working the transition game. And so you, you'll see, you'll often see Koos move the puck from the defense, defensive zone into the neutral zone and do it. Really aggressively, almost like uh, I don't know how to put this. You can't take the puck from him unless you're you're open ice checking him. You, you can't take the puck from Coots. Or so, if you separate his ribs, then you can take the puck <laughs> from him. Yeah, well, that was just unfortunate. I, I don't. I, I actually, I don't blame McCann for that. That was just no, 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 no. It was that's, a ho- hockey. that's hockey, and I like to see hits in hockey. So I can't have yeah, two they, things at one. You know, I can't have my cake and eat it too, kind of thing, right? So, but that fucking yeah. hit. That elbow on Sandheim it's, pissed me it's, the fuck off. It's headhunting. Uh, everyone really needs to watch the clip uh, because it's it's McCann's not even going to hit Sandheim, and he just throws his elbow out and just takes a shot for the head. Yeah, and it, I I don't. It's it's uh, I'm just gonna. It's stupid. It's stupid and dumb that he didn't get it. It's a three game minimum suspension. Three game minimum. I don't know how the league looks at that and is like, hmm. he's not oh, a repeat we'll offender, I guess. Him. It's not something he does. Well, I'm just trying to rationalize it, you know. See, his, I would understand that if it was like a bang bang play, heat in the moment, but like he he he, he went out of his way, yeah, because Sandheim put the brakes on and McCann was going to miss the check, so he threw his arm up. He, he elbowed him in the in the head. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um, Oh, it's so, just yeah, upsetting. I mean, well, the pens practiced. Uh, the pens practiced without, with with the expect expectation of having McCann out, and then he wasn't suspended. And they're like, "All right, cool." Yeah, I so, wonder. I wonder if it's so, the league playing favorites again. God forbid they're God. Yeah, they're God forbid. It's <laughs> what if the Penguins go oh and three? Oh no! What about the ratings? Worst fan base, and I'm just gonna. Here's a little rant. Fuck you, Pittsburgh Penguins fans. Okay, you all suck. You're all fucking loud. Only when you're good, and when you're bad, you all stop going to your games. Okay, tanked your franchise twice. You've tanked it twice. Okay. Get on the fan train. Oh yeah. And let's not forget that, um, I don't know if we bought this up in the last episode, but I'm going to bring it up again, and probably in every episode going forward. The Pittsburgh Penguins are the only national sports team in America to I accept PPP. Oh my God, you're a right. small business loan. Let me, a small, and then they defended it. They defended their decision. And you know what they said? They said, oh, well, uh, 
because of the situation, we asked uh, whoever owns the stadium to defer our rent, and they said no. So we had to accept that to keep the lights on. And it's like, no, okay, let's be real. Pittsburgh Penguins have the face of hockey. She still is, Sidney Crosby, right? Talented, but just a weasel. But, you know, we can't deny his talent. Also, the Pittsburgh Penguins are, I think, the second or third most profitable uh, franchise. They they pull in money. So why why does why do they need to take money from other small businesses? And that's that. This is the team you're supporting, and uh, you know it reflects all of you. I'm going to lump all Pittsburgh Penguins fans together. It reflects all of you badly. So you should feel bad. <laughs> anyway. Our opinions are not opinions expressed by the Flyers or their owners or something or else. Whatever. Yes, it is. They all think it. We know it. Yeah, but they don't officially express it. Unless you're Jake Forjack. Jake would be here like, fuck these guys. Jake be like, oh, look at this shit. Y'all weasels. Just starts yelling in check. Um... But yeah, let's get back to the game. Uh, we, we had two really breakout performances by two different flyers. Uh, night one, Barabee, uh, what's it, three, three assists, one, one goal that game. And, uh, yeah. uh Konechny, the opposite, three goals, one assist. And Konechny is currently leading the flyers with five points, um, which makes sense. Um, and we're just, it's just, again, it's up and down the ice. Every forward, Every forward on the Flyers through two games has at least a point. The yes. only people who don't are what, Sanheim, Myers, Braun, and Hart. Uh, it's Braun, Haig, Hart, Myers, Sanheim. Yeah. Right. And you know what? I think. Uh, I think. Braun almost had a point, though. Braun almost did. Yeah, they're and they're going to get points too. It's just two games in, but yeah. the, it's good. It's good news, man. The the it's being spread out, and this is what you this is what you want, and this is what you need. But uh, I'm a little worried because we've been outshot two games in a row. And while I didn't feel like we were outworked in the first game, we were definitely on our on our heel a little bit. And uh, I, I don't know. Uh, part of that is definitely the loss of uh, boots. It can't be understated. And defense has been a little loosey-goosey, man. Um I don't know if that's just no training camp and just rushing into the season or if that's a combination of that. And maybe we knew defense was going to be worse with Niskanen leaving. But, you know, I'm a little bit worried about the Flyers defense with the hole that Niskanen left and Coots for the next two weeks. Well, the way I'm kind of looking at this is these two games are kind of like our preseason games, right? So they didn't try as hard as they could have. And the numbers kind of show that. So, like, I have some stats to look at and they kind of show that the Flyers, in all the effort they put in and the high scoring, the goals, tallies, and everything that they put out, when you look at their numbers, they're actually showing that they could be doing much better and they are expected to do much better, right? So we can look at their 5-on-5 here and their 5-on-5 for puck possession between those two games that that they just played was 42%. So 42% of the time, they were in possession of the puck in some fashion, right? Um, Their expected goals percentage was 43.49%. Their actual goal percentage was 70%. So they blew that out of the water. 
right? So they can and will be doing much better. If you look at their power play, their power play, they had a power play total time of 11 minutes and 57 seconds. Yeah, we had six power plays. Yep, and they had 14 chances for it. They had uh, eight shots for it. Four of those, sh- or, uh, and the, the remaining shots were uh, high danger shots or high danger chances with three goals on that power play. Right. So, yeah, okay. So out of nine power play chances, they scored three times, right? So that's a third. Mm-hmm. Their penalty kill, 16 um, uh, chances. chances. Nine shots against on those chances. Three high danger chances against them, and only allowed two. And that's in 13 minutes of, of penalty killing time. So, when we look at those numbers, we can say, well... One of those goals was, was just a fuck up by heart. Yeah, that was just a heart oopsie. Yeah. Right. It was a heart oopsie and Sidney Crosby being in the, in the, well, for us, wrong spot. For him, the perfect spot, I guess. So... Yeah. When you look at those numbers, you can see that they're lower than they should be, right? And still, mm-hmm. and still, they're going six points, five points. Now, granted, it's a team that really doesn't have the best defense. Um, and as I mentioned last last episode, Tristan Jari is not that good. But you know who looked good though? Matt Murray. <laughs> <laughs> he did look pretty good. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll bring up out of division or uh, out of division teams. Wait, is no, Montreal's not in our division? So we'll we'll bring up out of division uh, teams later on. But uh, so yeah, Tristan Jari's really not that good. Not as much as people seem to be hyping him up for. So there's plenty of room for growth. Pr- plenty of room for them to to uh, expand their play. I definitely think they were treating this as a little bit of a training camp situation, is what I'm I'm thinking. Yeah, but at the same time, every game is so important. You know, there's no there's no uh, room for large slumps this this season. No, it's going to be yeah. it's going to be a, a race. And again, some people think there should be an asterisk next to the cup this year because everything's different. But again, with this year and last year. I think it's easier to get in and be successful with the traditional format, not these changes that are made. This hasn't made the... Yeah, it's not any easier. So I don't know why people have their panties in a bunch about it. I personally, I just don't care. I'm just happy hockey's back. I'm not going to put an asterisk on anything. You know, that's that's what this year is. This is how we're going to do it. We want to play hockey. We want to see hockey. Stop bitching and watch the hockey. (laughs) And let's be thankful that we even have hockey because it came out. I don't. I don't think we reported on it, but the owners are losing money just by running this year. Yeah, well, the, the owners up make front, plenty of money, so. Yeah, but the fact that they're losing billions of dollars by having a season, you know, if they had their way, we wouldn't be having hockey right now. Yeah, but they're banking on. Uh, this is also the last year of the TV deal, so. They're really, if they didn't do anything this year, they wouldn't be in a position to uh, negotiate at all. Um, I hear, I'm hoping ESPN picks it up just because I know they abandoned hockey before, but the more eyes that get on, like, there's just not enough people looking at NBCSN. Like, 
you know, if you if, if you go to ESPN, then at least uh, bars are going to have that on. We'll get into the highlight. It's just if you want to grow the game, that's probably the best way to do it. This is a really good chance for hockey to kind of come into the spotlight, too, because you have a lot of other sports that are they also have reduced time frames or they have, you know, there's just nothing going on right now. Right. So there's no football right now. There's no NFL. Right. Well, now there is. Well, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're in the playoffs, dog. No, what what I mean is after the Super Bowl, we have like three, four oh, months nothing. of, you know, and that's when we have our the end of our regular season now instead of our playoffs, right? Because mm-hmm. this is going to end, like, what, like, May? So okay. we're going to have two straight months of, two, two and a half straight months of hockey, right? The only other thing is going to be basketball, right? So Yeah, basketball and hockey kind of have to yeah, be Yeah, they have March Madness or something, right? I don't really follow basketball, so. March Madness is a thing, but I don't even know if it's a thing this year, because I think they're they're probably just as messed up as hockey is, you know. Yeah. Everyone just wants to get through this year so they can assume the traditional and regular schedule that they've had for forever. Well, yeah, either way. So, like I'm saying, this is the perfect time for hockey to kind of come out into the spotlight because a lot of people are going to be looking to get their fix in. And once the Super Bowl's over, that's it, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Baseball doesn't start yet, so... They have training camp. Who gives a fuck about baseball? I like baseball. I like I like playing we're, baseball. We're, I know we're doing really, a we're doing a baseball structure right now. We're doing the uh, the mini series. It makes sense for travel. Um, I definitely think what the league was banking on with the intensity and the familiarity of these is going to be a thing because that second Pittsburgh game was way more physical than the first one. There yeah. was just bad blood there, and that is only gonna. It's just only going to increase. Exactly, right? So you can watch the first game of uh, a division rivals against each other, right? And then you know, like, that game was hard. The next game's going to be worse, right? Oh, yeah. So you're going to oh, see yeah, probably it ramping up more and more as the season goes by. And especially, you know, teams that get a couple of rough losses early on, I mean, they could find themselves in a hole really quick. I mean, let's just say the Flyers go on a run here, you know, get like four or five, six games in a row. Like, that's going to be huge. And they're known for getting 10-game streaks, you know, winning or losing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the problem. They like to swing swing them both ways. Uh, Honestly, a 10-game losing streak would absolutely kill them. It would end the season practically. They'd have to play everything perfectly the rest of the time. So let's let's talk about Coots a little bit more. So with him out, we were gonna uh, brainstorm what we would do with the lineups, but it came out today, uh, at least what they were, what the Flyers were practicing with today. And I'm a, I'm a little surprised. I thought that they were going to move G to the top line because you know, um, experience experience, you know, just down the center, overall depth, but uh, it seems like they share your sentiment, and they don't want to break up that second line. Yeah, so my thought was, don't break up the second line. Hayes uh, is basically the the linchpin that holds that line together. So you can't move Hayes up, right? And G has been playing fantastic with Hayes, right? So we don't want to move G. G's a playmaker, so you want G to be there with the the scoring. So my thought was, we'll just stick Frost on the first line, 
And of course, Frost doesn't really deserve first line time, right? But the but Flyers that's... are that. Well, that's what's happening. But the cool thing about Flyers and the amount of depth they have is they don't have to give him that first line time, right? So yeah. line one and line two are basically just line one, A and B. So it doesn't matter, right? You could make line two line one. It doesn't make a difference. And even line three is pulling in, like, everyone on that line is getting 15, 16 minutes. Yeah, and it's cool. So. You can note just how how much depth we have, because no Flyers forwards played more than 19 minutes. There's no 23-minute Coots games yet. There's no 23-minute... Uh... Hayes had a 20-minute game last game. Did he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, big... Big, big haze. I don't know. We're gonna do a little bit, of, a little bit, of, a little bit of research here, real quick. I could be wrong. You're, you're wrong. <laughs> Am I wrong? Yeah, you're wrong. I'm uh, only wrong if if you tell me. Haze time on ice, eighteen forty-seven. Last game. Maybe I'm looking at maybe I'm because of average time. No, no, no. He had yeah. No, I'm right. He did have more than twenty. Twenty-one, twenty-one oh nine. All right. Well, then what I'm looking at is average time. Yeah. So no okay. one had... Yeah. It's right here in the notes. I'm just dumb as hell. So no flyers forward average more than 19 minutes. So far. Yeah. It's so just yeah, two games. Uh, all right. And then, obviously, just to put in perspective, Coots played 45 seconds last game. Unfortunately. 45 seconds. Which, I mean, I didn't realize he went out that early. I think I knew, but just seeing that 45 was like, damn, he really did nothing. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate, but you know what? It's only two weeks, and and as we said, the Flyers have the depth to take care of this. Um, <clears throat> so it seems like Morgan Frost is going to get a shot with Konechny uh, and Limblom, and that's such a that's a that's a super young line, and uh, I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah, Frost has a lot of growing to do, though. So last season he wasn't the most Point heavy as far as you know. That's I, I think that's more why they they stuck to Farabee and let Farabee take that spot, um, because it just didn't seem like seem like Frost was ready to come up at that point. But now yeah, it's so been a whole nother season. He he, you know, he could he be got ready. Thirteenth spot. Yeah. And listen, he's a top prospect. You got to give them shots. You know, he's clearly good enough to. He's Farabee. I think Farabee got the spot because he did uh, things up and down the ice a lot better than Frost did. Farabee's uh, automatic, I think, just better defensively. Uh, had a little bit more hockey IQ, just some of that stuff at the bigger level. Um, and we've already seen a huge uh, growth. Well, we think. Let's not, we can't overreact. It's been two games. And he's had one good game so far, point-wise. He seems stronger. He's passing the eye test. I think he looks great. He's, he's putting pucks, I've noticed, in good spots. Um, I've noticed a couple times where he's had a couple passes where I don't think he's off. I think the other people were off. And uh, so he, he's definitely seeing things better. Uh, Morgan Frost in training camp had that exact quote. He said, the, the game is slower. He's seeing things he didn't see last year. And that's that's obviously, that's huge. And, that, and the only way to get that is experience. So every little bit, every chance he gets to, to play against top top competition, uh, get a chance to play play with the big league. Those are all very important 
learning moments, and we'll see. We'll see. He just needs to not be a detriment to the team. He doesn't need to go out there and score every game. He doesn't need to uh, light the world on fire. He just needs to make sure that he's not a negative when he's on the ice, and everything else will come naturally with time. Yeah, and he's got plenty of time to grow anyway. It's, it's Morgan Frost. He's, he's 21 years old anyway. So my, my, only, I, my only issue with Frost is that he doesn't have the same defensive capabilities as Couturier, right? He's also a lot smaller than Coots, right? He's 170 I, pounds, whereas Coots is two two eleven. I imagine the game plan is a little different with Morgan Frost in that line because yeah. obviously they roll Coots out there with the with the expectations of him of him shutting down offensive chances and creating their own. Yeah, so but I, it, I would imagine. In reality, there, there's no way we can expect Frost to come in and fill the shoes of last season's Selkie winner. It's it's not going to happen. It's just not something we should expect from a you know someone who played 20 games in the in the NHL so far. But now, I feel like he's the perfect guy that we have on the plate to take that spot right now. So, I agree. He's the most he's the most intriguing. There are absolutely other options. They could have shuffled their center uh, up and down. I mean, I think Scott Lawton has played great this year so far. I mean, he looks good on the ice, and that is just fantastic news for the Flyers. You know, they could have easily moved Patrick up to this uh, move Patrick up there. They could have. They have so many centers at their disposal. They could have, yeah. Another thing I saw was maybe moving Patrick up to the top line and sticking Frost down on the third line. Mm-hmm. Uh, way to go. But, Patrick's uh, also a lot bigger, though, and that third line is commonly a, a bigger line. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're throwing the body around for sure. Um, the interesting thing about having Frost up there is is while Coots, Coots has a, a good sneaky shot, uh, he doesn't. he's not like a trigger man. Yeah. Now... I mean, you got the grinder in Limblom. He's going to do all the dirty stuff. Connecting also does all the dirty stuff, but he's he's a sniper. You know, he likes to shoot, and he's he's damn effective, even strength. And I think he's going to be even more effective in that net front presence on the power play. Oh, man, it's looking good for him there. But Frost, also a sniper. So there's a lot of offensive potential in that top line, which is interesting. I, I don't think uh, the Flyers... Ah, man, we just don't have snipers, as far as I can remember. Like, the last pure sniper that we've had, I think, is is uh, uh, Jeff Carter. Hmm. Uh, That's a while ago. <laughs> it is a while ago. And it's not like we haven't had people that can't score, but I'm talking, like, sniper. You know, Patrick Lyon, a sniper level. Yeah, like They're not at that level or yet. something like that, yeah. Right, but Kanakni likes to shoot. Frost likes to shoot. Limblom likes to grind. Uh, it's it's a recipe for success. Uh, I, I I expect them to get burned a couple times because it's it's a new it's a new line and they're young guys. Uh, Brayden Shen was a pretty good shot. Not really. Wasn't uh, he, had, he had like sixty point seasons. Though. Yeah, I guess yeah, he wasn't a sniper. Net front presence on the power play though. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think like. Who we have. Yeah, really, you might be right. It might just be Jeff Carter like 10 years, 11 years ago. Yeah, no, Jeff, I, I really do. I think the last sniper sniper, and I wouldn't, again, I Konechny's value was what he banked on in his contract year was, look at my even strength production. Yeah. You know, he gets goals and the even strength. Uh, he, 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 we'll call him a sniper. Sure. There's a lot more to his game than that, but there's just there's a lot of offensive potential up there. I'm pretty excited for him. I'm still there's a room 
I'm still, still racking, I'm still racking my brain trying to think. Scott Hartnell wasn't a sniper. He did have a really good season. Yeah, he had a good season. Yeah. Thirteen. 14. I love I love Hartnell on the panel now. I, I like the new uh, the new uh, intermission reports. It's good to see Archie back up there. I never watched that stuff. So. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> uh, I was just being honest. No, I get it. I understand. Timonen wasn't a sniper. I can't. Yeah, I can't find anyone. Timonen wasn't. Of course not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I really don't think we've had anybody. Could you even call a defenseman a sniper? I mean, yeah, I'd call Ghost. No, not really. I think they, they just, just call them quarterbacks, shots. right? They just call them. Yeah, like pretty much. Or, yeah, so. I mean. You don't call John Carlson a, a sniper, but you do call him. You, you, you're, he's just a, a monster on that that point. So yeah, I think quarterback's a, a better a better way to put it. But yeah, we'll see, man. Um, we'll see. We're getting goals right now, all up and down the lineup, and uh, I'm super excited for Frost. But there's some rumors going on. So uh, I don't know if anybody knows, but uh, Keith Yandel is 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 getting screwed over. Uh, I guess sort of right. It's business, but yeah, he's not happy. He might be a healthy scratch for the Panthers. Um, he's willing to waive his no movement clause, I believe, for the Bruins. I think the Flyers are also a team there. And Bruins and Flyers a, were the ones they mentioned. Yeah. And then, then there's the question: Do the do we want Keith Yandel? I don't think we need him. It in depends. All because I've liked what I've seen from Big Gus, even though... Nah, I've liked what I've seen from Gus. Obviously, those offensive guys are, are going to give up a couple. And uh, Gus did have, uh, we should mention, uh, a pretty egregious giveaway that led to a goal yeah. in that last game. Um, that could happen to anyone, though. I mean, it's just the first two games. That's true. I'm not that's ready true. to write him off for a couple oh, turnovers. No. But, I don't know, if we get 10 games, 10, I think... A lot of teams are going to have to start making important decisions about 10, 15 games into the season. They're going to have to look at their team and be like, are we a fringe playoff team? Are we out of it? Are we sellers, buyers? You just have to make all these decisions quicker. And uh, if the Flyers' defensive woes don't get better by 10 games, I can absolutely see them eyeing Yandel and being like, you know, maybe we can take a shot. But Ghost hasn't even played yet. We have got, we're just so stacked on that line. And uh, part of me thinks that it's not worth bringing in an older vet again. It made sense with Niskanen. He was supposed to play this year and then his contract would be off the books. But now that Niski's gone, just go with the young guns. Like, this is our core. Provorov, Myers, Sanheim. Uh, I, I can't put Ghost or Gus in that yet because we don't know if they're going forward, if they're going to remain flyers or not. But... Mm-hmm. It's, it's maybe it's just time for the young guns to take care of that blue line. Yeah. Well, when you when you look at a lot of this, at least the stats as far as Yandel goes, Yandel has had one, two, three, four, five uh, seasons straight. The past five seasons, over forty points. He had no six, seven, eight, eight seasons over forty points. So he's definitely involved. He's definitely ready to be kind of the shovel pass guy. He's not really much of a goal scorer. He's never 
broken ten since two thousand twelve. But he's getting them points, and he's he's he doesn't get hurt. I mean, he has an Iron Man streak of eight hundred some odd games that could come to an end due to a healthy scratch, which is just yes, unfortunate. Rough. Speaking of which, Provorov has never missed a game. Yeah, I think actually Provorov and Giroux right now are, have the same streak going. Do that well. Provorov has never missed one in his entire time. Well, yeah, no, I guess since <laughs> I was saying since Provorov started playing, she has also not missed a game. That's pretty cool. But yeah, and 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 what's crazy is it's not like Provorov hasn't had some pretty gruesome injuries, especially in the playoffs. Oh man. Yeah, and he just yeah, plays through because he's a Russian off. machine. He's he's a goddamn animal. That's what he is. So let's uh, we got four games coming up this week. So definitely a little bit busier schedule here. Um, we have back to back games. We have first Buffalo the eighteenth at seven thirty and the nineteenth at seven, and both of those are home. So uh, Flyers are lucky. They get four straight home games to start, but obviously, you get four straight. That means we're going on the road a little bit. Right. Um, Buffalo is an interesting team. They're coming in here zero and two, um, but I've actually watched. I've watched both their games, and uh, honestly, they look pretty good. Especially that last game, they deserved to. They they deserved to win. It was only a two to one loss. Um, but I, this is not a team that I would sleep on, especially Buffalo, because they're always really good right out of the bat. Ed Bull, they're not yet, but yeah. <laughs> so I, I was thinking, you know, before the season even started, Buff, this might be Buffalo's chance to get close to the playoffs at least. Maybe not sneak in. It's it, I, I don't think they're ready to make the playoffs, but I definitely think that it's not, you know, out of the talk, right? They could, uh, they could make it to the playoffs. No way. Well, I mean, There's like, no way. what I mean by playoffs is top four in the division, right? There's no way. There's it's, this, it's this possible when you think. It, look at the teams we have, right? We have Caps. Yeah. We have Pens. We have uh, Flyers. We have Buffalo. We have Jersey, Islanders. Islanders. And uh, one more. Who am I Boston? forgetting? Boston. Right. So Flyers are definitely making it. We expect the Capitals maybe to make it, right? Probably. Caps probably. probably. Boston, everyone's saying Boston is going to make it, but if you listen to any of the podcasts from anyone in Boston, they say they're not going to make it. So they're, yeah. they're one of the ones where we're kind of wiggly a little bit, right? New Jersey ain't fucking making it. I... Um, no, no, no. Jersey's not. Just because they beat Boston in a no. game does not mean they're no, making no. it to the no, playoffs. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're no. wrong. Everything you've said is wrong. You're wrong. If you think Buffalo has a chance to break into the top four of the hardest motherfucking division in hockey, this is, this is, and I'll quote, murder row, okay? There are going to be two to three teams that are playoff caliber ready that aren't going to make it this year. And you think Buffalo is one of those teams? Get the fuck out of here. You are, you, you, you know what? Let me, oh man. Oh man. Well, they're playing. Well, let me let me let me finish. Let me finish. We know Flyers are making it. Caps probably make yeah. it. Bruins were iffy about, right? So that leaves Rangers, Islanders, Sabers, Pens. Pens aren't making it, right? I don't think so. Right? Islanders should make it, but this is kind of should. the toss up here. 
Because Rangers probably aren't going to make it, right? So that just leaves Islanders and Sabres. I disagree. My dark... I think that if there is one team that we're looking at this year in our division that everybody counted out that could make it, that could make a splash, I think it's the New Jersey Devils. Nah, man. You want to you know why? I, what, I what, sure. What's, what's the one thing you need to be successful in this league? What's the one thing you need? Depth. Goaltending. Oh, you just really like Blackwood. I don't really like Blackwood. Blackwood is a really good goaltender. And it, that team yes, is stacked is. with young talent. Okay? Talent we don't know anything about. It could go the other Everybody, way. No, 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 no. We know everything. They have good players. They have good players and solid goaltending. That is all you need. You need – Mackenzie Blackwood is fantastic. Yes, I give you that. Mackenzie Blackwood can be fantastic. I don't know. I, I would put the Devils above the Sabres. The Devils will be better than the Sabres by the end of the year. And and you could base that on strictly goaltending alone. Because I think one thing that we're going to see in this condensed schedule is – Goaltending is paramount, and we're already seeing a couple teams, a couple good teams that could just not have a chance anymore because they didn't address their goaltending really properly. You could be right. Could be right. I, I, I still don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sold on it. I like where you're going with it, but when you look at the rest of their team, right? Yeah. So the best players there are probably Jack Hughes is supposed to be. Kyle Palmieri, Zaka does well sometimes, and they're a new guys. Sharon Govich, or however the hell you say his name, he scored a goal. Yeah, didn't he just recently scored a goal. Wasn't he the uh, over? He was the overtime was, goal, right? He was. Yeah. yeah, it was his first game too. I think. So who else do they have? Because that's it. Nikita Gusev. Yeah, Gusev's great. Because he he's been looking really good. Because that's about it, right? It's not PK Subban ain't doing shit. Yeah, but, but I literally thing, watched though. him allow a goal because he forgot to cover his man. <laughs> yeah, we can't see that's not doing shit. But I think they have a young core that has a lot of potential. And listen, competition is the best way to get better. And this is why I think that this division is actually long term probably the best thing that can happen to the Buffalo Sabres and the New Jersey Devils, as well as the Rangers. These they're going against what I'd consider some of the best teams in the NHL, and they're all in our division, and they're going to play all of them eight times, even if they get blown out of the water every time. Just you're sharpening yourself going against this elite talent, and both all those teams are so young that it, they're going to come out of this better. And in a condensed schedule, who knows how people are going to grow and progress? Uh, injuries with the COVID. I mean, we really don't know what everything's going to look like in a couple weeks. You know, you can have a top team, have their core guys out, and then they're just fucked for the next couple weeks. I, I, I see a lot of potential. There's a lot of potential in those teams, and I can see the Devils being a dark horse here. Fair enough. I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll have to have an we'll end, end of the regular season uh, congratulations trophy. Did the Sabres make it? Did New Jersey make it? Were we both wrong? Well, I I don't know I, if they make it. But I could I could I could see the Sabers getting in over, getting in over the Islanders. 
man, really? Yeah. You would think, because, like, you know, Jack Eichel's the fucking man, okay? uh, Darlene's great. Um, Darlene's been playing like shit. It's it's the Buffalo effect that we were talking about. Yeah, I guess so. It's been Ristolainen. I really don't like Ristolainen, personally. Like, just, I don't think he's that good. But you were adamant that he was when we talked about I mean, I think that... Buffalo, uh, I mean, look at Ryan O'Reilly, okay? The man literally was like, I'd rather never play the sport of hockey again than <laughs> be on another Buffalo. goddamn minute. And he left, and now he's a cup. He, he hoisted the cup. Yeah. He's a captain. I mean, like, his, co- he, his career trajectory just shot up the second he left, just because he was happier. Buffalo has a decent first line now, though. They have Taylor Hall, and they have Jack Eichel. Their second line is Eric Stahl centering Sam Reinhardt and Victor Golovson. Olofsson, but I call him Golovson because I really like Victor Olofsson. Olofsson, yeah. So, Where's Skinner? Where's Skinner? Is Skin- he even in the lineup? Skinner is fourth line left wing. Oh, oh. He's on the second power play. Jesus Christ. I mean, he, oh man. With Eric Baseline. Stahl. They signed him a lot of money too. Yeah, they—they, they, I mean, they took Cody Eakin. I like Cody Eakin when he was on Vegas. He was pretty good, especially when they were trying to figure out their shit. Right? Cody Eakin mm-hmm. was top line for a while, and he was doing fine before they decided William Carlson. So, well, I think he, he also had a really—I uh, could be wrong, but I think he had an injury-prone season last year too. Yeah, I didn't follow him last season because he wasn't on my fantasy team. But like Minnesota, he was—you know—he was eh. It's Cody Eakin, whatever. And then he came over to Vegas, and he's like, oh, you know, I can I can hold it down. So, Cody Eakins, there, it's not someone I'd call a star player, right? But he can hold his no. own. It's, it's kind of like having Lawton come up to your second line or your third line, like, you know, it's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he can do the sound. job. He's fine. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm I'm actually interested. We'll see. We'll see who who finishes better, Buffalo or or <laughs> Devils. But I mean, we um, could both be wrong, so it don't matter, right? <laughs> No, 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 no. One of us would be right. Either the Devils would be higher than Buffalo, or the Buffalo would be higher than the Devils. Oh, well, we'll I, know which I, I, I don't care about who's higher than who. I want to know who I the do. last four or the top four are. But okay, we'll, we'll check that. Check. We'll yeah. draw a trophy on a piece of paper, and we'll have to yeah. frame it to whoever gets it right. If I win, I'm just going to buy myself a trophy. Oh. With all that fat advertisement <laughs> we're doing. Speaking of advertisement, Flyers fan yes. chooses New Jersey. Today's podcast is sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. No, it's not. I know. You're going to get a cease and desist letter in here. Hey, man, I'll let you know, man. We'll talk about you all day. I play that shit. (laughs) Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone loves everyone's favorite ad. Yep. So, that's Buffalo. I think that the uh, Flyers could could definitely walk away with two wins here. Um, But I wouldn't be surprised if they split... With Buffalo, just because I doubt Buffalo's going to want to go 0-4, especially there's, since they're playing good. There's going to be a game where Elliot's probably going to have to play this week, right? So, Well, it's going to be one of these games. We haven't seen Elliot yet, you know, how he's doing. I, I trust yeah, I, Elliot, but, you know, it's Elliot, not Hart, so. I, I think we'll be fine. But, yeah, I, I imagine that I would start Elliot for the first Buffalo game just because Hart has already played two in a row. And you got back-to-bats coming up, so why not? Yeah, I mean he's he's had two days off. Yeah, I, I, it it doesn't. He's gonna get a night off anyway. Yeah, well, yeah. So 
Elliot's got to play. We we got to have the moose in that at some point. So we'll moose. see. I tr- I and trust then... I trust Elliot to hold it down. Absolutely. Have, I mean, so. Park got hurt last year. I mean, he had one or two bad games and was absolutely stellar in the rest. Yeah. He got us seven wins or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Boston coming up the 21st and the 23rd at 7 p.m. And Boston is in trouble. I've had the absolute pleasure of not only betting on, but watching these games. And listen, they're, they're one and one, but it went to overtime and, and a shootout in the first one. And the second game also went to an overtime. And I got to say, Bruins looked flat. They looked horrible. And they were just being bullied and outworked by the Devils. I mean, big time. I mean, we're talking yeah. like if not for stellar performances by um, Halak and Rask in both those games, <laughs> it's a very different game. Very, very different game. Yeah, Halak was looking good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, Bruins are feeling it. They're, they're feeling the loss of Chara. They're feeling the loss of Krug. Feeling the loss of Pasta. So, Do we know if they're going to be back? Or, I mean, pos- Pasta, is he going to be back anytime soon? I haven't looked at the timeline. No. If you want to look it up real quick, but either way, I mean, Bergeron can still score, right? He scored. Um, Bergeron's their new captain. It's not Char anymore, obviously. So they're, they're feeling the loss of that, though. They're feeling the loss of that, that captain's presence. And Char is still to this day, you know, he's old as hell. But he's still a good defenseman, especially with all of the reach he has. He can stop any puck from getting past him. Plus, I mean, I th- we can't discredit the uh, just his presence. He's a captain. You know, he's a smart dude. He knows the game. He knows the right things to say at the right time. He knows how to motivate his guys. He knows how to push his guys. Having locker chemistry, locker room chemistry, I think it's something that's not always thought about by fans, but it, it's, it's, it's immensely important because if guys like each other, they play better for each other, and that's, yeah. just, that's just hands down. From what I've heard, Flyers have a really happy look. Yeah, the Flyers seem to be really close. Um, it looks like Pastanark is Pasta is practicing. Zero um, contact. Or... It, it this in this article it says his return um, sometime in February, but he may be uh, ahead of schedule. So, he, I would say unlikely that we'll see pasta in the uh, Flyers games, but not out of the realm of possibility. Well, for Flyers' sake, I hope he's not there. Because pasta is yeah. a monster. Listen, this is this is a unique... We can we can win all four of these games. I think it's I, Flyers I th- are good enough to. I think they definitely can. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we lose one, just because it's a tough league. Halak's going to be a wall. Uh, it's going to be tough to get by. They'll have to work oh, yeah. at it. I mean, Linus Olmark, I think they'll be all right dealing with him. Uh, I think he, so he's too. not a bad goalie, but he's not. He hasn't proven himself as a good goalie either. So, right, and you know, Buffalo's top line is good, but I think that Flyers have more depth, more just better depth up and down the lineup. So, uh, I they don't even you... com- they don't even compare. I mean, really, like Eichel, Eichel and Hall are really that's it. You know, as far as that first line goes, because who's the right winger? 
I don't even know. Tage Thompson. I don't even know who that is. I have no idea. Listen, Tage Thompson. Talk. Yeah. Fuck you, Tage. Watch him score now. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, because <laughs> we talked shit, he's going to score now. But yeah, so, I mean, Sam Reinhardt isn't that threatening. Eric, Eric Stahl's a good center. I've got nothing against Eric Stahl. Victor Olofsson, I love Victor Olofsson. Uh, but Taylor Hall and Eichel, they'll do good damage. Players. Yeah, but they'll, the, they'll get the their... Buffalo power play is struggling. They haven't had anything on any of their chances. You want to talk about I, something that we, we didn't even bring up for the Bruins. The Bruins have yet to score a even strength goal. Yes, that's true. They have they have Everything power, has play, been power play and a short and a shorthand, yeah. <laughs> shorthand. Yeah. but they've yet to score even strength. So that is, uh, I mean, that is a loss of pasta right there. I mean, that top line was so goddamn dominant, and now it's just they look the the man. And you know what, Char leaving the Bruins really just signifying that Char no longer believes that the Bruins are a team to be. Because he's at the twilight of this career. He wants to go win. I'm surprised he went to the Capitals because I also feel like the window is closing for the Capitals, but not nearly as fast for the Bruins. I mean, we could see major coaching changes, uh, potential shakeups. You know who I think is gone this season? I I think Sullivan's gone. Yeah? Yeah. I think so. I think that unless – I've read a report that unless he has an atrocious year – uh, he'll finish the year, but he might not really? be back. You know, Maybe who, because who, it's a shortened year, they, they probably will just keep him. I think he's gone and they're going to take the assistant coach up or something. Uh, you know who else might be gone? Yeah. John uh, Tortorella. Tortellini. What, why did, didn't I hear he was going to be like a spokesperson or something for some shit? I don't know. Apparently he's... Uh, I don't blame him because I think he's coached... He's just tired of the I, NHL. <laughs> I, I think that no, it's just there's, the man it, hates the NHL. All his his best players just leave. Yeah, I mean, and it's not because of him. It's because that's how trash Columbus is. There's nothing to do. Columbus is no, no. Oh, you mean like what it's yeah. like there? Yeah, no one wants to yeah. be in Ohio. Right. I mean, why do you think the 22 year old kid wants to get the fuck out of there? You know, he can't party. Like, there's no, there's nothing yeah, to do. Why do you think Bob and Pasta left? Oh, not Pasta, uh, Panera Bread. Because yeah. there's nothing to do. And the it's, a goddamn, it's a goddamn sin because that team, I, mad respect because they, they play hard. They buy into his system wholeheartedly. And because of that, they're just a real pain in the ass to play against. And if you look at that team, imagine if Bob never, I mean, Bob's playing like ass. We haven't even seen him play yet, but last year wasn't good. But do you imagine if they had their roster now with with uh, Panera Bread? Mm-hmm. It, it's just, yeah, so he wants, he probably wants out so he can get the team that doesn't abandon him every year. They have some good players coming up, though. I, 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 Columbus is some, I really like Bjorkstrand. I think he's doing mm-hmm. that. Um, Pierre-Luc Dubois probably oh, gonna. is going to leave. Not probably. Definitely. He's uh, gone he is, this year. Is he? No, no. Even the coaches said, yeah, he wants out. Like, it's yeah. public. He wants out. He only signed a deal to make it easier to uh, – like a two-year $10 million deal, I think, just to make it easier to trade oh, him. Wasn't he the one who had that weird deal? It's like yeah. borderline illegal. Like they just skirted yeah. it through. I think so. 
Uh, yeah, but literally, it's just uh, he, 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 it's very public that he's gone. And if if uh, if they're not in playoff contention, he'll probably be shipped before then. But uh, we can probably expect some pretty <laughs> pretty pretty big changes coming for for a couple teams. Yeah. Uh, Columbus had their chance. They had their chance, and they weren't able to to do it. I guess I, they looked really good last season before the whole COVID party. Bjork Strand was doing well. Um, Cam Atkinson has been doing a lot better. He 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 struggled for a little while. I think he was injury prone too. I mean, they're they're they have Alexander they're, they're, Texier. He's good. I like him. Even in the playoffs, they played really well, and they had yeah. fantastic goaltending. Too. You know, they have to make a goaltending Oh my decision. god, yeah. Merce Lickens and Corpus Allo are great goalies. But they can't have both of them. I mean, they can, well, but I, they can't both be starters, I guess, right? I don't. I, I kind of feel like shit's going to start going 1A, 1B, right? Kind of like what yeah, Boston's but, been doing. I think Boston's a unique thing, because I don't know how old uh, uh, the, the Blue Jack Blue Jackets goaltending is, but they're I think they're young, young dudes. They're both young, yeah. right? But in in the in the case of Rask and Halak, those are both they're both older dudes. You know, they've both been starters on their own, and yeah. uh, I think it makes sense for older goaltenders to not take that full like you know Moose. You know, Moose can be Moose can still play at an elite level on a snap count. Yeah, elite man. I don't. He, he holds it down. Yeah. Listen, I say elite because you can play and you can win games. I mean, this is the best of the best, you know, uh, the CNHL. Yeah. You know, if you can play and win and steal games, then you are a fantastic elite athlete. See, I have this theory that no goalie is actually a good goalie. <laughs> I know that sounds like blasphemy, right? But but hear me out. Just, just hear me out, right? So I have this theory that no goalie is actually good at hockey <laughs> it's just a theory but whenever you watch hockey you know you you have a night where goalies like standing on their head they're like break dancing in the paint and then they yeah. have another night where it's like they're wearing a blindfold it's like where's the consistency here like it <laughs> but then you see you see star goalies right like Lundqvist Price uh, the heart still has to prove himself, but we both know that he's going to be a star, right? Yeah. Um, these new these new Russian goalies that are coming in, Shosturkin and uh, Soroskin, even though he just had a four game four point loss, I, I think that that's, wasn't indicative of him. He wasn't supposed to start. No, that's not even fair. I mean, I mean, the Islanders like took out their the, took out Valarmar's jugular. Yeah. <laughs> They slaps on him in the throat, and they're like, all right, kid, get in here. They got trashed by their coach. Did you see that? No. Yeah, they're like, yeah, that's, that's our fault. You know, guys have to realize that he's still warming up. Well, obviously, warm it's, him. yeah, it's their fault. Yeah. They have to warm him up properly. Without fucking that's taking a slap shot to the throat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man. Man. What a... What yeah. a shit show. That was rough. I felt so bad. Like, so, what a horrible debut. We can't, we can't. Uh, so you think that because goaltending is inconsistent, there's no good goaltenders? Yeah, my rule is, my rule is all goalies are bad goalies. 
I think that I, I, it's really more for fantasy. It's, it's my fair. role in fantasy, right? So not so much in real life. Obviously, you know, you have Stargoy's, Pecorine, Longquist, uh, Carey Price. Like these are dudes that are fucking goalies, right? They're the best of the best. I love how two of the three that you named, well, one's not playing, and the other's <laughs> your backup now. You know what I mean, though. Carey Price is arguably the best goalie of our generation. Arguably. Arguably. I mean, he had... He's had... I think... He's never been on a team that was ready to, you know... His good seat... When he's on, there's nobody better. And he's had some stupid, stupid good uh, years. Um, you, But you could even look at Holpe and say, man, Holpe, for, for a four-year stretch, there was nobody better than him. But what I mean is, like... Goalies are largely indicative of the team they're on. If you looked at Varlamov, Varlamov on the Islanders, he's fantastic goalie now. When he was on, um, what was he? he was on the Avalanche, right? He mm-hmm. fucking sucked. He was he he had a lot of injuries, and he it's, did that in a year. Just because he was in a place where he was comfortable, I guess, with the team, and they're a little bit more, you know the. Avalanche is a fantastic team, right? But they're not as defensively minded and as big as the Islanders. Yeah, I mean the Islanders—that's their whole thing, man. You could put, you could probably put a lot of goaltenders back there for the Islanders, and they would have uh, good years. Like my theory is, if you put someone like Carey Price on, say, the Minnesota Wild, they would be contenders or playoff contenders, not cup contenders, but playoff contenders. But doesn't that? Go against your theory that gold that goaltenders aren't good. No, because Minnesota Wild has the best defensive uh, goalie protecting team. Do they? Yeah, Minnesota Wild and Florida, which that's the counter to my argument because Bob is playing like garbage. But but Bob was a good goalie until he went to Florida, so something happened. I don't know what's up with Bob. I think it's just so random. Goalies are just so fucking weird. Well, I, so yes. in fantasy, I don't focus on goalies at all. If you notice my my draft this year, did you notice my goalies? No. I'll, I'll tell you my goalies. I don't even know my goalies off the top of my head because I don't care. Soros, Kemper, and Sorokin. Yeah, well, I mean those are. I was the third goals. pick in every round. What do you mean? Hold on. I'm sorry. You're like, go I to Nusov. I have UC Soros. He's a good starter. And then... Well, that's also because we play with a lot. We play fantasy with a lot of bad fantasy teams. That's true. I mean, I, I did auto-draft, and my team's still pretty solid. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who, do you, who do you have? You have heart, right? I, I, my goaltending and my <clears throat> defense is elite. I have heart. Blackwood, Bennington, Blackwood, and Kadovan. Jesus Christ! Yeah, and I don't even know. I'm, Why do you have four goalies? I you ass auto draft. Well, uh, guess what? You bet my ass I'm gonna be trading one of them because they're all really good. Yeah, I'm um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little iffy on Bennington this year. Yeah, sure. I mean, Bennington has a lot to prove, but yeah. I think that he's still he's a starter on a good team, so he's gonna get them wins. Oh, you gotta get uh, JT Miller off your uh, IR. I don't have to do anything. Okay. That's right. I mean... Yeah, get JT Miller off there and just 
drop Duncan Keith like a fucking rock. Yeah, I, I'm not really. That's the thing, though. Like, my auto-draft, it, it, it got me so many, like, um, Dallas Stars. So many of them. Yeah, none of them are playing. Mirahis Ganin, Esselindel, yeah. Kudobin. <laughs> Kudobin, yeah. It's not good. I don't know. You got what? Eichel and Zabanajad, though. I do, I do. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins can't be. Um... Mike Hoffman looks like he should be okay. Yeah, I, I kind of like Dadnov, even though he's on Ottawa. I still like Dadnov. I like Dadnov too. Um... Max Domi always has the potential. He's like one of those guys where he's either garbage or he's good. Kyle yeah, Palmieri no will be fine. I mean, I have Carlson, Darling, and uh, I got Fiala. I'm super excited about that. Let me just uh, brag about my team real quick, though. Let me throw some yeah. names at you. Yeah, throw some names I and think then it, we'll, we'll call it. I think I did really well. Tavares, Svechnikov, Hall, Suzuki, Lindholm, Pacioretty, Bjorkstrand, Nylander, Kaprizov, Duclair, Strom, John Carlson, Dougie Hamilton, <laughs> Sergachev. <laughs> <laughs> Who's who? Duclair play for right now? Florida. Yeah. I think I think yeah, he was one of the ones where I, like it was like towards the end, and I'm like, yeah, Duclair, he has the potential of doing really well because he's top line first power play. You know, it's Florida, but still top line first first power play. So that's true. McKinnon, Lindblom, Patrick, oh. Perrin, and Couturier. Who got Farabee? Uh, I think Lee. Son of a bitch. Yeah, she took two people out from under me. I was going to get Merz Lickens, too. Yeah. I mean, that's your dude right there. Yeah, I really like Merz Lickens in fantasy. But this is fantasy. Well, this isn't hockey hockey. You know, so. Right, yeah. I was about to say, it's time to wrap this up because we have officially um, delved into... We ran out of things to talk about for the Flyers, and now we're just talking about a goddamn fantasy team. I like talking about the whole league at the end. I did we, we went through I all our too. Flyers stuff. You know, there's other hockey teams. You know, Both of us yeah. are NHL and, fans. We really like the NHL. So. Yeah, and, you know, we'd, we'd actually love to hear from uh, all seven of our listeners. Like, do you guys like to hear more Flyers stuff? Or do you also want to hear rumbling, uh, ramblings from around the league? Because, yeah, uh, like you, you want to hear some, like, West Coast shit. I can tell you right now, the Sharks suck. <laughs> Ducks suck. <laughs> Do the Ducks suck? The Ducks actually looked okay. That's what I'm saying. They lost. The they lost, but they looked okay. It's the same. Yeah, I was like, mm, there's there's some surprises this year. Yeah, Ottawa's been beating the Leafs. Montreal's kicking ass. I, I mean, I kind of expected and, Montreal to do well. But. And you know what? Yeah, after what we saw in the fucking playoffs, I <laughs> yeah. expected them to kick ass. And hell, Detroit got their first win way faster than I thought they were going to. Yeah, it's their one win for the season. Yeah, and I love that <laughs> the most even division so far is the, uh, the worst division. And I really hate to bury my Canadian friends like this, but that Canadian division sucks. It, it's interesting, though. Every it's single team cool. has a win, though. Yeah, no, I think it's great, and I'm glad. I'm so happy because not only are they making mad money off that, I'm sure the TV Dude. ratings are a fucking charts. 
But this this season uh, is going to answer so many arguments. You know, like bars across Canada of dudes just yelling at each other. This is gonna this is gonna answer those questions. Yeah, but you know what? My favorite part's gonna be when playoffs hit, and then you have like a Canadian team that has like. 40 wins or something, and then they go up against anybody else in any other division. And because, like, the, the points aren't going to aren't going to be right. You're going to have teams with less points in other divisions that you look at objectively and be like, that team's way better than yeah. that team in that division. So the playoffs are going to be a slippery slope, and I actually cannot wait until we get there because I can't. Oh, it's going to be great. There's going to be so many fans that are like, look. Many points our team has. We're gonna go in there and kick ass. Yeah, it's gonna be class. something funny. Like Vancouver makes it, and the Islanders make it, and they have to play, and the Islanders just break everyone's neck. Oh my god! Poor Vancouver, man. They got fucked in free agency. Yeah, they have Elias Patterson though. So. They have no. They got talent. That they, kid they is talent. amazing. Yeah, they have. Uh, I mean, they have great goaltending. Demko was. But yeah, let us know if you want to hear some more stuff, uh, ramblings from around the league. And also, I should mention at the end of this, uh, sometime this week, I'm going to be starting, and John will join me when he can, um, I guess, mini rants after games on our YouTube channel. Post-game live with Shane Dorson. Pretty much, yeah. I'm just, I'm going to keep them short, 10, 15 minutes. Uh, um, Probably won't go into two stat stuff, it'll just be... Just me talking about what I just saw, my feelings. Um, and uh, I might, uh, I've even considered maybe doing it for other teams as well. Just if I'm watching a game, just putting it up there. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. We'll see. Going to start with the Flyers, see what that reaction is. Uh, but yeah, stay tuned to our, our YouTube channel. Which Flying we'll, P we'll... Podcast. Yep. We're on YouTube. On we're on Facebook. We're on all of the major podcast sites. Um, so... Thanks, Anchor. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, Anchor. We got to look into that. We got to see if that's actually the way to go. It's very nice that it uploads it to everything, but is that like? I have no idea, dude. I don't. Yeah, I know. This is weird. Anyway, thank you guys so much for taking some time to spend your, I'm assuming, going to be Monday morning with us. Uh, uh, Monday or Tuesday. Oh, probably Monday. Monday or probably Monday. Uh, get get it in before the before the game and. Uh, I'm going to try to put a video out after the Buffalo game tomorrow, and uh, we'll see how that goes. So stay tuned for that. I'll see you later.